Hey guys, welcome to Hope It Helps. Today's guest is Ms. Inas Abu Shashia. Inas is an expert in project management with over 15 years of experience working across multiple industries. She has always been passionate about creating a positive impact in people's lives and the community. And last year, along with her partner Khawla, they decided to launch their own business called Tekalam. Tekalam is an online counseling and mental well-being platform, and the goal is to offer convenient and personalized solutions to individuals and couples at a reasonable cost through a seamless digital experience using video, audio, instant messaging, and with the option of anonymity. In this episode, Inas and I discuss some key tips regarding project management processes and strategies. We talk about the rise in online mental health services as a result of the COVID pandemic, and how the journey to improve your mental health all starts with taking that first step. And the last message she wanted to share with all of us is to take it easy, accept where we are, and know that we will get through this. Please welcome to the show, Ms. Inas Abu Shashia. Thank you. Thanks. It's great, actually, to join you today, and um, I've been really looking forward to it. Awesome. Uh, and thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. So, Inas, me and you actually met at a conference a couple months ago uh, that had uh, consultants conference and I heard about your story and Takalam and I loved what you guys are doing you know creating an online platform for people to seek out professional help for like mental health and especially nowadays as you know being in the field given with what's happened with corona and everything this has become you know the new hot topic this is where everything is going and I think the more services people have to get access to mental health to bring awareness to it is all the better you know it's my field too so I'm always a, a huge supporter of it um, I know you've had been working in project management for 20 years, you know, in a couple of different forms. So I'm really excited to speak to you about how's that experience and in moving into starting your own business and so on. But before we get in, into everything in us, just give us why don't you give all of us just a little bit of background about yourself and we'll take it from there. Oh, well, I'm a mom, I would say this is what I start with. Um, okay. I have a mom for Yasmina, she's eight years old and uh, Sanat, he's um, 11 months, um, just came around the time that also Takelam was born, I would say. Takelam is always my third baby. <laughs> so, um, it's been really a great, um, I mean, th- that's what's been uh, driving me, I would say, on a daily basis in the last um, year or so in my life. I graduated with computer science. Um, I did great in school, university, uh, but I've been always been really on search of how to use um, my skills and my experience in a way to create a a good impact, let's say, if not a really great positive impact um, in people's life and in our communities. So I've been always in that research. Um, while I was studying, um, despite that my major was in computer science, I did actually study um, a lot about um, uh, business planning and entrepreneurship. I mean, I remember like in my first year of university, it was like the first time that this, uh, you know, there was a time where everyone started speaking about entrepreneurship before there was no name for it. And uh, then it came in and um, it did attract my attention. Actually, I have to say a lot because I'm, I'm a kind of person who loves to um, go for challenges, learning new things. Um, I got great support from the um, uh, university team to um, join MIT uh, uh, class for business planning. Um, so that was uh, a long happening with my um, school, uh, university school studying in computer science. Um, since then, I've been actually from the first day I finished school in university, I've been actually a full-time employee, um, worked in Jordan from the north to the south in different project management uh, 
pr different projects that all brings great memories into um, uh, great memories really and uh, that makes me really proud of being able to serve our communities there um, and then I was you know, I was reached out from a team here in Abu Dhabi to come to UAE, which was a, the greatest step, I would say, in my life. It wasn't easy to convince uh, my dad back then, um, <laughs> but I'm glad that he's been, uh, he's been of a great support and he always believed in me and supported me. So I came in and uh, the journey of being in UAE, which started with working uh, with um, an organization for youth uh, projects, basically uh, projects that targets youth development and empowerment. And then I joined the private sector in UAE. That's been like my last 10 years, which really helped me a lot to uh, prepare me, I would say, for this step that I'm taking it now. This is not actually my first um, startup to try to do with Khawla, my partner in Takellam. I mean, I've known Khawla since the first time I came here to UAE. So it's like almost 12 years now. And uh, we've been since then, I mean, we did have that kind of understanding and we share the same energy, I would say. Um, we've been always looking for an added value to bring in into the market and into people's life. Um, so we had few trials, but Tekelem is, we, I believe, the one that's been, uh, that's been making our dream come true um, um, and it's happening. So uh, it's really great. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And thank you for sharing your story. I always like to, you know, understand where my guests started their journey. How did they get to Dubai? So many people like they're like, oh, I wanted to come to Dubai for a year or two and end up staying for like 10, 12 years, like like in your case, for example. Actually, you know, when I was reached out, they asked me for a consultancy um, job for four months and then four months was renewed for another four months and then one year and then, you know, it just, it is, it is actually a great place to be at. Um, the learnings has been really amazing uh, from being here. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm also excited about raising my kids um, as well in UAE, so. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think one thing about the, the UAE that's attractive is, although it's small, you don't, it doesn't feel that way. There's so many opportunities. It's such a diverse, you know, mix of people, people from all over the world are here. So you get exposed to a lot in, in you know, in a small space. So I totally understand why a lot of people uh, like coming here and end up staying actually. Um, and I wanted to, okay. So, and I wanted to just start first of all with um, your experience in project management, because I think especially nowadays, if you want to start a business or whatever the case might be, it's very good to have an understanding of how, you know, I believe project management gives you like an understanding of how do you manage things? How do things need to be structured and so on? So when you're, I know each project is probably subjective and each company is different, but do you have a sort of framework that you like to follow? Or if someone is about to like manage a project, what advice would you give to them? Like, how should we be thinking about it? I think it'd be useful for people to understand, you know, how you do something like that. It's actually, um, it's really great uh, question. I mean, this comes though with practice. I mean, the more that you practice it, it is, I got the PMI certificate as a PMP and it's great. I mean, it did introduce me to a lot of terminology, I would say, rather than real, you know, application of the tools. I mean, it sure. comes to the experience you would get is actually by doing things. And when it comes to projects, um, I mean, I look at it, it's always been the tool for me to turn any idea into a reality. And I believe this is my strength um, in my work experience and over the years that with time it became actually more and more 
uh, stronger. Um, so it all comes to uh, having your SMART objectives like really clear. When we say SMART, they have to be measurable, specific. Um, so it has to be re really um, very much timely and all of that. So it has to be really these objectives really clear. And then uh, breaking down the, the project into main components. Like it always gets with me like with, um, yeah, you have main four or five areas maximum, right? Um, so you break it down and from that big thing to these smaller things. And then for each one, for each component, you do that initiation, um, execution, there is monitoring and evaluation that always should be there. And then um, closures, which uh, always leads to another action or another beginning of another project or a follow-up. So, um, that's how I've been doing it. I mean, I love working with Excel, um, MS uh, uh, projects. Um, I mean, these are my tools where I just turn everything into, um, you know, a list of actions. <laughs> so it's always an action against the timeline and with the RACI. I don't know if you're familiar with that, which is a responsible, accountable, informed, and consultant, consulted a person. So you clearly identify the roles of the people against each action. Um, that's it. I mean, it's uh, it's been working like really magic. I would say also simplifying it. Sometimes people they tend to make it more um, more challenging. Like plans, they should be easy to read for everyone, right? Uh, like if you know. If I, I've done a project in construction, and if you look into my plan, it should be easy for you to read. Like it's something that people, it's just how, how to make it easier. So it is universal across all of your team members. So everyone, they know what the goals and what are they driving towards and what the milestones that they would like to achieve. Um, so yeah, I try to make it simple. Um, I do spend time in planning. I mean, whenever there is no time for planning, I would uh, panic. But also I've learned with over time that you know, taking all of your energy and only just doing a market, uh, let's say a business plan is also um, sometimes like I would say for some other projects that would have been really great if I just started implementing them uh, rather than just putting all of my energy and only doing the business plan and the market research, which takes, I did assume, uh, um, it did assume a lot of my energy. You know, sometimes just do it, you know, that really works. It doesn't really, I want to tell people that you should not have um, any ground any ground for your decision to start the thing. Of course, there should be an initial study and planning, uh, but you know, start start doing it, start implementing. That will be really of a great um, a, gr a great step and a great support. Yeah. Yeah, I think you made a very good point about the not spending too much time obviously like you said planning and identifying how you're going to lay this out and how what are the steps and keeping it simple is very important but um i actually was speaking about this uh, recently that sometimes we put so much we do one of two things either we put so much time like you said into planning and we do no execution so we feel like we haven't made any progress or we don't plan and we start which can also it's not that it can't work but there's a better chance you're going to be successful if you can track where you're going and where you're starting. So when taking all this and coming to Tekelam, so I've what I've felt in my experience now, you know, trying to launch my business and so on is even with a plan, sometimes you still get, uh, I guess, what's the word? You can get overwhelmed because you're like one day like, oh, I need to focus on social media. Oh, I need to uh, build a website. Oh, I need to do all these kind of things. And when you start thinking about all these things at once, even when you have the plan in front of you, you know, naturally sometimes that happens. You, 
Yeah. So you start to feel overwhelmed and so on. So what do you what advice do you give to people when when they're going through something like that? How would you tell them? How would you, I guess, reframe it and tell them to just bring it back to like the basics? What are the steps that we should be thinking about? Um, I would say like execution plans. This is what really works. Like if you're okay. you are in project and you really want to do it, it's basically an execution where you list your actions and take them one at a time. Um, plans they are always there to be changed. You know, if there's a, you know, if there is a plan that doesn't really is not easily to to change or add on it, it's not really any. Um, it doesn't really make any sense. Plans are only there to put give you direction. It is for you to help you when you are not sure what to do you will have a place where you go to and it will help you to find the answer. That's it. It's yeah. just a reference for you, a guidance, a direction where people, I mean, when you are overwhelmed, that's why it is good to have these execution plans. However, every day comes with its own plan, right? Um, starting your day with your um, with with your actions, things that needs to be done, things that can be done. Um, I would say also, if if people are really overwhelmed, if you're if you're tired, if you feel like there is burnout, um, I would always suggest just taking ten minutes, fifteen minutes, meditation, uh, exercising, doing something that you like, whatever it is, it will really help you to come back to it and start looking into things in a practical way, and you start doing it. So, uh, no matter how much overwhelmed things get, I mean, I always I always like uh, believe that you just take one of these and start doing it um, and instead of spending time of looking at it all or be just you know say being overwhelmed just start doing something and that will help you doing the next thing and then you will feel like things are you that you are achieving because once you feel like there is a progress that kind of being overwhelmed it's it's cool you know it help it cools down so um things becomes more easier um, and doable um i love the tools like microsoft tools to do i use it uh, notes i use it uh, the outlook calendar and now calendar lead. i mean there is a lot of tools that really helps you to manage your days and to manage um, and plan it and it's okay for plans to change it's okay it happens yeah. all the time yeah, exactly. I think you made a good point that plans are always there to change. And if you are feeling overwhelmed, you know, take that break, have a reset, you know, take a walk, whatever, the, whatever the case might be, do something you like, and then maybe start with what's the what's the easiest thing you can accomplish now just to get that ball rolling and build that momentum for you. And that will help you, like I said, get to the next part, and the next part, and the next part, right? 100%. I mean, and having a great team, I think it's also great. I mean, people, they mm. work in different energies. And sometimes I'd say like with how things has been going with me and Khawla, like if I'm in a slow motion, she's on speed. I mean, if she's on slow motion, I'm on speed. We're helping each other. It goes crazy when we are both on speed. Sometimes we <laughs> clash. And that's also normal. You know, it happens with teams and between everyone. So, yeah. but I think it's bring that joy of working with people um, that you that you love, actually, that they become like... A, um, like partners i mean it can be your, your colleague is a partner your superior your people who are reporting to you if you create that kind of um uh, energy and synergy i would say between you and your team members that also will make things more fun uh, it will help you to find your way out when things becomes really difficult um and it will uh, you know it, it will make the journey worthwhile right yeah yeah exactly now i to i totally agree and like i said having a team around you uh, as, like you said, make them feel as partners. It, I think everyone needs that. We know everyone. You can only go so far by yourself. When you have the right people around you, you can really like expand your growth and get to where you're trying to go in a much faster and probably have more success than you could do if you're just doing it by yourself. So no, I totally agree. 
So coming on to now to Kalam, because this is what I really want to talk about, uh, focus on today. Um, so I, from what I understand is the whole vision behind it, and correct me if I'm wrong, is to provide a convenient way for people to access, um, you know, counselors and like mental health services through through the platform. But I also understand that the story behind it came from yours and Khala's personal experiences with uh, mental health and so on. And I always think that anyone who's entered the mental health field that's where everyone has gone through something and they they understand how it feels to have been there. So they want to, you know, create something to help other people not feel that way as well. So could you just walk us through what was your experience in the past, maybe with mental health? And why did you realize that this is something that you were so passionate about that you wanted to help others with? Yeah, I mean, for um, Khala, um, actually, she came to me with this um, thing like Inas have been uh, through a, a mental health challenge. I mean, uh, post the delivery of her baby, um, I mean, it, things were a bit tough, but it helped her to, to realize the importance of this. And um, as she was actually based in the DC at that time, she she was aware of different solutions that they are available globally. but but that actually didn't reflect so much understanding of our culture and our mm. needs. You know? So it wasn't very much, um, uh, you know, the great solution and accessible even for her. Um, so we had that discussion and actually it happened to me, uh, it came across to me after I lost my dad, which has been, um, I mean, my dad is actually uh, everything for me. Um, he's been my inspiration, my guidance, my support, my number one fan, everything, you know, and that was, that was like a turning point in my life. I mean, I believe that my eyes did change. The way I see things has been completely changing. And um, I would say there is a great support and from family and friends. Um, Alhamdulillah, God has been always guiding me through this. Uh, yet, I, I, you know, when you go through some, um, you know, tough times, uh, it just helped me to realize that importance of mental health. And that was my discussion with Khawla. So when it came across, it did make really sense to me because one sometimes feel like خلاص, you cannot breathe, you lose your breath. I mean, these attacks that happens and all of that, like you feel like really um, a proper support is um, is much needed. Um, and actually um, a clinical one that even, um, I believe it's it can be of a great help. So it did make sense to us. We understand the, uh, that all happened actually pre-COVID, right? <laughs> so okay. we wanted to, all of this was really pre-COVID. Um, there were some studies even about the depression rates and anxiety rates in uh, in UAE and in the region, and they are higher than the average globally. So we were like shocked, yeah. Um, so there is um, the need is there. Everyone knows about it. The stigma is still there, though, right? So even now with the COVID, people they understand the aware the importance of mental health and mental care support, but they are not taking the first action towards it, right? It's uh, taking the first step is still taking people time. There is a lot of awareness, discussion. Everyone says, yes, I need it. But how many of us actually is doing something towards their mental health um, uh, care and mental well-being care? Is, um, I would say some, some started, but still there is a lot of work that needs to be done to help people take that for a very much first step. Because our approach in Takalem is, we are not a clinic, right? We are there to provide mental health support, right? There we have counselors, we have some uh, psychiatrists, uh, psychologists, uh, uh, mental health therapists, all of them, they're there. I mean, we are very much selective with our approach. We look at them as our partners in this. 
So we are selective. Um, however, what is really important is, um, is to get people understand what is how, how much and make it very much simple for them to start taking that first step and start their journey with the mental health. That's very much important, right? We make it simple. Uh, we are confident about our team. We're confident about our solution. So um, that's what we've been really after. Um, once was we realized the need, which is it was reflected for us in our daily life. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it as people around us. We studied that, like initial study about market research. It was proven. But then what's the solution? And I believe we are on a daily mission to make this solution more and more convenient, accessible and affordable and our work on this will not stop i will not tell you at any point we've done it you know it's there should be i mean we it's work on progress and every day comes with its learnings but we are i would say proud of what we have achieved so far um, especially that as we did come across this pre-covid i mean it was for people um, something like when you speak about it and we had few discussions like it's really of a big taboo i would say that covid if it did anything good it was the awareness that it did on you know, it did surface. It did surface out all of the issues. Like, if anyone was having OCD, like initially, I mean, with the COVID, it it, it did pick up, right? If any anxiety, it did. I mean, this is why I'm seeing it around. It's like it's crazy how it did uh, bring it all out. Um, but I believe as well, it is great if people they start taking the action, they understand the importance of this, and they start taking care of it. Mental uh, well-being is just like uh, physical well-being. It's like if you are going to the gym to take care of your body, you really need to take care of the brain in that body, right? And that is taking care of that body, your brain. So it is. Um, it's not. It doesn't always also require having an issue or a challenge in your mental health to start actually having receiving mental health care. This is how we are trying to normalize it. A lot that needs to be done to make that happen. Um, especially that, as mentioned by WHO um, and the United Nations, that this is the next pandemic, right? Mental health crisis. And for that, we cannot wear masks. It will not help. We need to be way more ready for this. Like, a lot needs to be done. So it really um, makes us happy to see a lot of initiatives, a lot of other businesses, a lot of other projects that they are happening towards this. And I believe, um, I, I really look forward to seeing how this will actually convert or translate into actions and plans for for the users and our communities them starting taking actions towards their mental health and mental care yeah uh so many so many points uh that i agree with you on first of all um so i've recently been doing um research myself about what i have i had an idea being in the field but i wanted to get an idea of like actual statistics about uae and what's the mental health perspective over here and I was shocked that, like you said, um, so before COVID in 2019, the government said that this is the uh, mental health is one of the top illnesses in the UAE. And now, given everything that's happened, I, I can imagine it has just skyrocketed since. And I was looking at some statistics that in the UAE, mental health issues are higher across the board compared to the global average in terms of burnout, in terms of feeling helpless, and in terms of, you know, how it affects families. So there's a huge demand for this and there's a huge need for it, especially like in, in the UAE and in the region. But like you said, and there's something I want to touch on with you because I've never understood the answer to this. I have an idea, but I'm curious to see what you think. There's still, especially as Arabs, there's always been this stigma with mental health, you know, and I, I, I just struggle to understand 
where does it come from and why is it still there? It's become, it's because we've reached a point, like I see COVID, like you said, COVID in a way, obviously it's a terrible thing and it's a pandemic and so on and it's affected millions of people. But at the same time, especially in the, particularly for mental health, I look at it as a blessing in disguise because if you weren't, if you're trying to avoid it before, you can't anymore because you've experienced it. You've experienced it yourself. You know what I mean? So I struggle to understand how even with COVID and everything that's happened and what we're going through, how is there still a stigma? I, I don't understand. So where does it come from and why do you think it's still there? Um, I have to be, uh, I, mean, I think also you would agree that stigma is, is global. Like, yeah, of course. Of like course. It is. It is still of uh, taboo for us here. It's a, it's. Um, I mean, only this year people they started actually raising awareness around it. Or let's say last year, you know. So, but in other countries they've been working on it for like for like what? How many ages? So that's yeah. why you would see progress in some other countries compared to the Arab countries. And I would say even in the Arab, not all of the Arab countries, even they're working on it. They look at it as a luxury topic, you know, uh, uh, first word uh, problem. So it is. This is how it's been. I mean, the stigma is there. It comes with the mental uh, stigma. Comes with the mental uh, um, healthcare and mental issues because I believe human they tend to uh, feel like they are in control of their brain. Like once you 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 come across to them and saying like, no, I'm not in control of it, or there's something that's happening without my control or my awareness or my full control on it they would be, be very much offended. And this is what's happening. And that's why stigma is an issue here and in the West and everywhere. Um, again, there they've been working on it for some time here still yet. And what also, let's be also honest about it. What also makes it a bit of an edgy top, topic here, here is people, they attach this with the belief that there is God and uh, with their religion back backgrounds and like they would go to go read Quran if there is if you feel like you're in a panic attack and things will be high, which is which is I believe Anna I'm, I'm, I come with a strong religion background you know I know how much um, how my prayers they should be my meditation and how how praying five times is actually a way for me to meditate and disconnect and it starts from all of that so I'm not against that but. We have to be realistic. We have to understand the logic behind the mental um, issue, mental mental uh, health issues, and the chemicals that your brain starts producing when you are actually going through an anxiety or ACD. I mean, there is some logic, and even our our religion is very much pro being logical and. Um, and you uh, normalize things and you research and uh, go for science and do your work, do your part of solving the problem and then leave it to God to help you and support you. But you need to do your part first, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what people are missing it. There is a lot of miscommunication, um, let's say. I mean, this is how, how, how we've been um, raised, I would say, in, if we would, we would generalize it. Um, I'm glad though that the, our generation, the younger generation, they are more aware of the importance of the topic. They understand it. They are open, I would say, to listen, you know, to listen at least. Uh, we need, again, to translate that from listening and being open to start taking an action, which is a challenge. It is, of a, it is the greatest challenge. It is. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you that. Because especially over the last, I've had so many people on the podcast, you know, doctors, therapists, mental health professionals that we've all spoken about. Everyone talks about breaking the stigma, the stigma, mental health awareness. But 
each person, no matter who I've spoken to, says exactly what you said. It's that last point is, okay, now guys, let's, let's be fair. Okay, more awareness is great, cool. But the awareness is now there. It's the action and that is the sticking point. No matter who I've spoken to, that is the sticking point that everyone's like, we don't, there's a lot of good ideas. People, you know, I'm, I would say our systems in our countries is not very much ready for this. Insurance companies, they don't cover this, right? True, Employers, true. I mean, um, we are happy that some of the employers that they have approached us and they understand that there is a return of investment if you really invest in your um, employees' mental health. Uh, but these are few employers, um, international organizations. It's not like the trend and what's happening. So how much our uh, systems and our um, uh, governments actually is taking care of this? Um, there's something that needs to be done from that side to support the people. I mean, everyone is mm. going through an economic crisis as much as they're going into mental health crisis. Sure. Mental health services are expensive, right? Um, um, we are trying through the online support and the online counseling to make it more affordable. And that's one way of overcoming this. But still, it's a service that needs to be people, they need to pay for it. And they're not used to pay for this. Like, what is that? Yani, let me go to my uh, uh, doctor for my heart issues. And that's more important than uh, yani, if I can afford it and it will be paid by um, by insurance. But what to go and pay from my own pocket uh, without insurance cover- covering or anyone to help me uh, pay for the mental. Maybe despite that anxiety and depression might be the cause of my, of my heart issues, right? I mean, we all understand, and it is not of a, yani a secret anymore that how much mental health issues they do actually lead to serious, serious physical issues. Um, so even for insurance companies, it makes sense to offer this to your, uh, I mean, even commercially, it makes sense. It will help people and it will save you from people going for uh, more um, severe issues if they are provided with mental health and uh, mental, uh, mental health care. Um, so that kind and that part of the system needs to really come around. And that's when I say that everyone needs to really work around it. We know that there is a pandemic coming. There is a crisis on its way. Already it's happening. And I wonder how much actually we are working on it together to make um, our solutions affordable and convenient. Yeah, I think that's a, you made a fantastic point about and something that I didn't consider, which is the systems that are currently in place. It's not just about the people wanting it. It's about do we have the right structure, infrastructure in place to support this, to support tackling this pan, like the mental health pan, uh, pandemic that's coming our way or that we're already in. And it's funny you said that because I was doing research uh, recently and I found that post COVID now, uh, a lot of businesses in the UAE say that now mental health is a big priority for them, given that everything that's happened. But um, so, but curious from the employee's perspective, but uh, it was said 76% of employees now expect their companies to offer them some type of mental health service or, off, you know, to give them um, to have either programs or to have, you know, some insurance for them as part of the health insurance, like you were talking about, that covers some sessions regarding mental health. So now it's not just from it's not just a it's not just a nice to have. Yeah, it's a. It, it's an urgency, exactly. But like you said, also that um, even though there is that at the moment, currently only about twenty nine percent of companies are offering that those kind of services. And like you said, they're usually the really big, you know, organiza- international organizations who, in other parts of the world, have these processes in place already. So now they're just bringing it over here. But I'm curious for you with the Kellam and when you're going and you know when you're speaking to employers and so on, what have you found to be 
what's the feedback usually with what what you guys are offering them because I feel that there's probably still some challenges there even if I showed you the dollar cost like if you invest let's say 10 dirhams into this you'll save you like 30 dirhams in your productivity of your employee further down the line because I've been there too I've you know, a couple of years ago at work, I was struggling with my mental health. I had we had a loss in the family, and so many other things were going on. And I was on I I couldn't perform at a hundred percent. I it was and you know, it's just not just nothing I can do. But that's life. You know, sometimes that's going to happen. So when speaking to employers, what do you find to be some of the challenges that you're still facing, and how is the perception from their side now nowadays? What would you say? I tell you um, first. Um, I would say that having the Kalam starting from you, we are very lucky again, being in this country and starting from here. There's discussions from the leadership. I mean, Sheikh Abdullah bin Zayed had a great, had you know, a clear statement about the importance of mental health care and how people, they need to overcome the stigma around it. Um, so it is like that kind of leadership is, and the direction has been set. So people, they know that, and the people here in this country, they have a trust in their leadership, right? So they know that they have to, follow that and try to start taking actions towards it. So this is any conversation that we start having it. Like Yanni, now speaking about it, it's becoming a bit easier. So we are, we're confident going and talking with the employers and we know that they know the importance of this. There is no argument about the importance. Now, what we have been trying to do from our end is to make it really as of attractive for the employers. We give them tools where it will be easy for them to monitor, um, uh, to monitor this and offer it for their employees. So we are trying, we have an interface dedicated for these organizations and these employers just to attract their attention, help them and support them to actually support their employees. We try to be as really flexible as we are. Some of them, they say like, just give us 15 minutes for free for my, um, for my employees, uh, 30 minutes, and they want us to cover that. And we always try to do our best. We are in continuous discussions with our counselors looking for discount rates and, um, you know, if they can offer free sessions for some of the uh, employees um, just to help them to take their first step towards mental health. However, when you have the employers well working with um, and offering this to their employees, the employees, they always tend to have an issue about the privacy and you know how scary it is that you feel like you're exposed, like that's another barrier you would put mm. <laughs> into anyone like to be exposed to my employer, you know, and that's why I believe the Kellam comes with a great solution for these employers because it's an online platform. We don't save any medical records, any codes, nothing. It's all there for instant support. Uh, users, they can choose to be anonymous, um, which has been also of a great advantage. So they just log in, do that session and feel free. So that's how we're trying to make it from our end uh, simple. Um, we convenient in so many different aspects for the employees as well as for the employers. So initiating discussions has been actually, I would say, easy for us. Some employers have approached us, which has been felt really great. Um, and um, I believe this is the direction of the country. The, it is globally um, as well. Um, but again, we try from our end to make that for first step easy as much as yeah. we can. So. Yeah, no, that makes uh, uh, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure, like you said, uh, privacy is would definitely be an issue. But the fact that you can respond anonymously you know, the employee gets, you know, some insight into not necessarily you, but like what's overall mental well-being of the organization. So that's what they're looking for. And the employee can get 
the support that they need. So it's a win-win. So it's win-win. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, again, employers, they have to be open with this, that they need to uh, allow the privacy, not really to dig into the subject, um, because that's the only way for you to achieve the impact that you're looking for out of, from offering this mental health care. So um, a balance of that, just to give them initial statistics the number of users, the, um, uh, the number of sessions that has been conducted, that's it. More of a static info rather than um, yeah, any details about uh, yeah. the service. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. No, that makes a lot of sense. I'm curious from your, from your side, obviously, like we said, we don't know the details, but what I'm curious if you know, if you have any data around what has been the most common thing or issue that people have looked f- uh, to use Tekalem for, like, is it for... Uh, depression is it for burnout is it for anxiety do you guys have those numbers on what has been the um, the most common thing that people seem to be going through because someone asked me this recently so i'm curious to see if you guys had uh, data regarding that yeah i mean what's been coming out um i mean as as much as we keep these tools uh, to be optional for our for our users so there is like a form that the counselors and the user they just fill it up post the session just to indicate what is that issue because it will yeah. be really helps us to make sure that we cater for this and we have that is available for them. So the, um, the data that we have been getting out, it was more about anxiety. Um, mm. I mean, that's been really pushing it. And it summarizes a lot like depression and stress and burnout comes and results into that. Um, but this is how it's been uh, classified by the counselors, I would say. So basically we're working, we are trying to gather data. We're still in the initial phase um, and we keep that very much uh, optional and um, because we care about the privacy. Yeah, but that's very interesting that you, that it is anxiety that seems to be the most common thing because that's what I found this, uh, as well uh, in, in the work that I do. Yeah, it seems that, and I never, I was never aware of that, to be honest. My friend, COVID, like COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I it starts not. with anxiety, but then it ends up with other things. <laughs> it up, exactly. It just, you know, picks up from there on. That's, you're 100% right. And I wanted to ask you, Inas, because this is something I've read about recently. And it's about the, I think, and it talks about, so I was trying to figure out why, as we were saying before, why does UAE have higher numbers in across the board compared to other places? And there's this culture here, this work culture about being, in quotation, always on. So you're expected to work, you know, you know, over time, expected to work weekends, you are connected to your phone all the time, a client can message you at 11pm on a Friday night, and he wants them like, and I think this there's a culture here that is like, we talked about the systems, but I think there's also, besides that, there's a work culture here that has become the norm, which is pushing all this and, you know, making it just emphasizing everything and adding to the mental health challenges that people are going through. So how do we start? I know it's a very, it's very easy to say, oh, we should do this, we should do that. But I'm, it's a complete culture shift that needs to happen in order to start to help address these problems with mental health because it's called, this is what's causing a lot of it as well. So what do you think are some of the things that we could do or like in the future, what do we have to do to start like changing this perspective and this work culture that, you know, is just about work, 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 no rest. You know, you should be working anytime. You should be available anytime. And you don't get any time to, you know, reset, recharge, take care of my mental health, take care of, you know, what, everything else you have going on in your life. Yeah. Well, the bad news is that this is even getting worse, right? With work from home, right? Work, work from home, it's mm. even getting really worse. I mean, um, I can't see like really a good light in 
towards this, if uh, we want to be realistic, I mean, employers, they are under uh, pressure more to face the economic uh, challenges that they are going through. Cuts in budgets, everything, like it's across the world, everywhere. And um, I mean, even employers, they're going through these challenges as well um, themselves. So the stress is from every single corner. Like if I would uh, tell you that, yeah, people, they need to understand how to deal with this and maybe that, that would be the only solution is to accept that this is the way forward, to be honest, like to fight it. I don't think there is a room to fight this. Um, I mean, it's sad, it's sad. I mean, I'm a mom, like, you know, and I've been um, really working for some um, some good time. And I've, I have to say, like, I've been lucky with my employers. Um, now doing even your own business, it's it's another level of working around the clock, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, weekends. I mean, I was like, I always been on uh, on call for my job, always ready on for call. But when you're on your own uh, journey and uh, you're starting your job, you are around the clock. So it's about, however, this is what I'm telling myself even now. Like it's in us on you how to deal with this and how to try to put some kind of boundaries, like even. Because boundaries, if they are not met, you will be also frustrated, right? Because that's it. Like, this is what happened with me some other day. Like, I wanted this weekend just to focus on the kids. Just give them two days of my life, right? That way they are my full, complete attention. That's it. Boundaries around that weekend, this is it. And then I couldn't. And I was so much frustrated and so much stressed out. So um, I think we need to be um, aware that this is, this is a market need economic there is economic crisis as well um employers are under that attention and uh, under that stress as well um budget cuts across every 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 unit and every organization um, we need to learn how to take it easy on ourselves we need to implement mental health routine mental health care routine in our life so we can deal with this right rather than just fighting it and say like ah oh, they call me at eight and just i spend my days complaining about it but because I really encourage people, it doesn't really justify for these actions. It doesn't really justify that people, they need to be stressed out and working around the clock. It doesn't say that this is actually of a good return for employers who are facing challenges. It's not the smartest solution, but what I believe that we need to not waste our energy just complaining around, around it. Let's try to take some actions where we are taking good care about our mental health care, right? We establish mm. that routine of my... Um, a weekly, um, every two weeks uh, session, uh, meditation, um, make sure that I'm exercising, eat well. I mean, let's do these things that they are within your own capacity, right? As a human, yeah, to make you be stronger towards all of this stress that is coming from every single corner. I mean, God knows how this COVID situation will take time for it to be resolved. And we're doing here good in other countries, it's going to take longer. So, and I mean, no matter how you're in track, I mean, crisis and surprises can always happen. So I, with time, this is what I'm trying to, to tell myself, you know, it's just, you need to be equipped with your tools that they make you stronger, uh, more calmer. So how you know how to deal with the stress, you know how to best deal with that call when it comes uh, not on its time. And uh, um, so instead of just saying, oh, and you don't answer the call, you can maybe answer or send a message calmly without, or maybe take the call and not being emotionally affected. That's the mm -hmm. key, right? 
Sometimes we take these calls and we're working, but we're just, and it's burning us from the inside. Sorry for that voice. Maybe it's not great on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's perfect voice. Exactly. The emotion. <laughs> but that's it. That's the emotion, right? You're just so frustrated. But at least we need to learn how to make a decision about what you want to do. Are you going to take that call? You're going to send a message. You're going to ignore it. Either whatever you choose as a person, okay, whatever suits you at that time, at that moment, we need to learn how to take that easy from the inside as well, you know? So it's not only about taking the action. It's just us being calm and accepting. Acceptance yeah. is very much important at this yeah. stage. No, 100%. I think you made a very good point that with given how everything has happened and what the future of you know, things are looking like it doesn't look like there's a great light at the end of the tunnel for, you know, all this like always for the always on culture. If anything, it's just getting worse. So and that's something you can't. Yeah, but it is yeah, in fact. this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I mean, no, already I... in April, like it's 11th of April, like, right? I it's know. Crazy. And I wonder how many of us have achieved their targets for the first quarter, you know, and that will even get worse and worse for the first. <laughs> it's on a race. Yeah. So let's let's see how they go but um it is sad it is sad um but we can be ready and we can be stronger yeah exactly like you said like you said taking use you know build yourself the get the right tool the toolkit for yourself so if you can't control you know all that all that stress and everything that's going to happen at least you can control your mind your perspective so when those situations come up you you have you're protecting yourself in the best way against whatever's going to come your way so i think that's great advice for 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 everyone i mean you know and let's take it easy on each other it's like i mean people some people they left their jobs some people they were forced to leave the job some people they are worried about their their status and what will be the next month so i mean if everyone around us can be like really kind supportive of whatever decision that we take i mean um i had to um, let my full-time job go like very much recently and for that i mean it just really draws a big smile on my face when people they would say like great i'm happy for you and then like, oh are you sure this is not the wrong time this is not the best time guys i already took the decision right just some kind of support encouragement calm let's try to just be positive i it all comes from from um caring and love perspective but it's uh um we really need to be kinder to each other that's also something that maybe we can do at this time yeah no for sure i especially and if any if there's any time to be kinder to each other i think now is the time so i 100 100% agree with you uh inas i just have two last questions for you and these are questions that i ask all my guests so first of all looking back at your career everything you've accomplished in your life even on a personal level what would you say you're most proud of for yourself oh um i would say takalam takalam it's been of really the, the highlight like in terms of career wise right um that's that's the highlight um whenever i make my my kids smile it's just you know my favorite moment of my life like every every time i achieve this and especially for a working mom uh, only last night actually i break <laughs> i didn't have a breakdown and i was crying for my daughter it's like telling her i'm sorry i couldn't give you what you wanted this weekend so but she was like mom you don't do this it's like i know but it's okay it happens and now i feel better and blah blah so i mean it is 
every time, that's why every time I manage to make them really happy and smile and we have that quality time is a great achievement, to be honest, like, because this is how hard it is becoming. Um, uh, um, I hope that I've been um, a, a grateful daughter. I mean, um, the moments, the moments of uh, when my dad was proud of me, this is what it also encourages me and comforts me with the, with the, um, dealing with the fact that he's not here in this world anymore. Um, so um, I have to say there are like really quite good uh, amount of great memories and uh, proud moments. Um, and I uh, can't wait to see more and celebrate more with my kids. Inshallah, I'm sure there's many, many, many more to come. And I love, I love that. That's what, you know, I love that message. It's fantastic. And for the last question in us, I ask everyone, what is the message you'd like everyone to take home with them today? Take it easy, really. I mean, just really take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's um, accept, deal with it. Try, smile, take it easy, take it easy on each other's um, um, and everything will be okay. I mean, we will come through this um, um, as long as we try and we're kind, kindness is a key, it'll be okay. I couldn't have said it any better or simpler myself. I think that's the perfect way to round off a fantastic recording. And as I wanted to say, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I've loved this conversation. I'm a huge fan of what you guys are doing with Tekalam, you know, any, anything that is supporting people, helping them get access to mental health, you know, from a corporate perspective, from a personal perspective, whatever it might be, I fully support. And I've taken a look at the platform. It's super easy. It's intuitive. And you guys have done a great job. And Mabruk, I know you guys recently won an award for it as well. So that's amazing. And I'm sure there's many, many more things to come. And thank you so much for coming on the show. I had a great time. Thank you, Khaled. I really appreciate it. Just make sure you guys come across to takellamhere.com, right? Of course. For sure, for sure. Guys, to to everyone listening, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And as always, hope it helps. Peace.